0: Hey, everybody, before uh, we start today's show, I just want to let everybody know that uh, Buck Perez here is in an art show in the Los Angeles area. What? Who, me? Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Uh, your photography is going to be there, and I believe the show's thrown by one of my closest buddies, yes. uh, Walpa DeMarc and Evan Everest, who's also a very good buddy of mine. Uh, oh, their okay. artwork's going to be shown on the show. So if you're on the LA area, Buck. Yes. And there's... also
1: one of my friends, John Michael Gill, also on the show.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, the, uh, what's, the show's called The Other Side of Gray, valuing the artist process, sketchbooks, drawing, and sculpture. I believe it is either side of gray, but yes. Oh. And uh, <laughs> the, the reception is on January 28th, 2012, from 6 to 9 p.m., which yes. is uh, Saturday. Yes, this Saturday. This Saturday, January 28th. And I'm going to be there at some point between 6 to 9. Buck will be there. Elliot, hope you can stop yep. by.
2: I'll try my best.
0: uh, It will be there, though, if you can't make it that night from January 21st,
1: which was yesterday, to February 22nd of 2012. So please come see my artwork. It is at 550 Deep Valley Drive, number 151, Rolling Hills Estates, 90274.
0: We'll have a link to this on the site, but it's uh, in Rolling Hills Estates, which is like Palos Verdes, which is right near Torrance in the South Bay, just about 25 minutes south of, 30 minutes south of downtown LA. Big money. And the website is www.pszaskgallery.com, pszaskgallery.com. The artist reception is from January 28th, 2012, from 6 to 9 p.m., and we'll be there hanging out probably. I'm sure there'll be like free wine or whatever. We'll be there hanging out. So you can check out what... You have photography up there? How many pieces do you have? Uh,
1: I believe I have maybe like... a lot of Polaroids, maybe like 12 or 13 Polaroids, and a few other uh, 8x10s, things like that.
0: All right, awesome. Yeah. S- sounds like fun. So uh, check that out. If you're in the LA area, come down and see the art show. And uh, now, huh? there'll be a link on the site. Now on with the show.
3: Smoking a fat sag right here on the station that plays only platinum hits. W Balls. Caller, you want to say what? Hello? Hello, Carla. Caller. Well, the hell with it, Uh, this is something new for the underground and the LB. See you when I get back. Dedicated to the East Side 21 Street. My favorite and your favorite, Snoop Froggy Dog. And somebody new with a dog pound. Check it out right here on the station that plays only platinum hits. 187.4 on your FM dial. We've been taking caller number 21 for those Janet Jackson tickets. So call in 310 D-A-P-O-U-N-D. That's 310 P-O-U-N-D, bitch. That's the pound. Come one,
0: come Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how we doing? Doing great, Buck. And to the left of me is the shows and answer, Elliot Dagan. Hey, now. You will know Elliot's voice from uh, just being all up in the show. Elliot's been on a bunch of episodes. How's that
2: st- stand-up comedy going after the last time we heard you at the Chuckle Hut? Oh. Uh, it's been on a little bit of a hiatus recently. Got a really... Uh, Hone in on some new, edgier work, I think, is what the audience really wants. They really wanted that. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where it's at.
0: Yeah, it, no, no. You, are you working on more Vietnam jokes, or is that just uh, are you putting those in your past?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be working on uh, like Granada jokes and some other more uh, interesting, prevalent material. Keep it so, coming. Yeah. So I see you're expanding your material to the greater U.S. territories. Is what you're doing.
0: Yeah, of course. All right, so uh, we, we're, we're back. We're excited to be back. We took off uh, last week. We only put out one show, and that was because uh, Buck was in Sacramento... And I was at a three day long uh, radio writing class with like one of these big time radio writing experts. I, for tw- didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, I was there for 24 hours and I learned all the fine points from a true radio bull. This guy's like one of the top radio writing guys. And I, I was sent there by my work because I write radio commercials for a living. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and if you live in the LA area, you've heard, probably heard, if you listen to talk radio in LA, you probably heard my spots. I can't really get into what they are just because, you know, it's my job and shit. But, Buck, when you were in Sacramento, you, oh, okay. you, 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 you got a great recording, and I just want to play this real quick. Sure, no problem. Let's hear it.
3: Crash monkey, a
1: funky monkey. Crash Monkey, a funky junkie.
0: There you go. Now, who is that gorgeous, wonderful voiced little girl uh, speaking? Uh, that is my five year old niece,
1: Juju. Juju? That's right. Juju, she's, like in she's, uh, got, she's got some skills on the mic.
0: Yeah, I know. Or at least the uh, iPhone headphones. Yeah, so she's got a, a rap career coming out. Yes. I like the influence of her Uncle Buck. Like, did, did she know Brass Monkey or did you just like teach that no, to her? No,
1: surprisingly, I think we were in the car and uh, I think her iPod, because they, they have iPods. My brother-in-law actually works for IBM and stuff like that, so they have a lot of gadgets and stuff like that. But I think on her iPod was, I think I'm uh, she's crafty. Right. Yeah, she's crafty. Was on there. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. Is I that guess appropriate? My, sister's, my sister, you know, it's it's cool. It's all right with it.
0: She, so she's, you know, she's learning songs about like a girl that gets around and steals the well, Beastie at Boy that, shit.
1: At that age, I don't think you know lyrical content is something that's you know really creeping in there. But yeah, I guess
0: it was like when I was a kid. I remember my uh, sister was playing like smoke two joints for me because I have like a seven year older sister, and uh, I thought the song was I smoke two joy. Uh-huh. And so then she was playing smoke two joints for me, and then I remember just walking. Around, I smoke two joy in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I smoke two. Jo-. She's like, no, 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 no. And then I would sing like white lines, like <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, oh, it's going running through exactly. It's, it's
1: mostly just the, about the song and the melody, and you know, it, it always sounds more, you know, it's grittier when you get down to the lyrics and stuff like that, you know. But.
0: Right. It's, yeah. But I, I can't believe that you could, in this day, raise a seven year old without them singing like the most horrible songs. Because, like, <laughs> pop radio, like, every song's about getting done in the ass in a club, pretty, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Drake is making a living off just making songs about, you know, fucking chicks. It's, awesome. by the, by it's the, not a bad way to be. Two live crew did it for years, so.
0: But I listened to that in like secret in the sixth grade. Like I had a two live crew nasty as they wanna be tape. And I would sit and play it like with my head up to the speaker real quiet, so my mom <laughs> didn't know I was listening to uh put her in the buck. Yeah or fuck go. Martinez. Yeah. Or <laughs> taking her to the fuck shack. There yeah, you go. Yeah. At the fuck shop. But uh the two live crew, ah, God, that shit sounds so good. It's awesome. Um but oh, on today's show we're gonna get to our topic is gonna be we're gonna talk about uh, what's going on with fraternity drinking games and uh the different um hazing rituals that this, go on.
1: This is because we we're all frat brothers at one point in time, all of us? Really? Not really. No, not but we're, gonna, no. we're gonna
0: get to that in a second. We have a couple real quick things I wanna hit on. I was in a fro. Um I uh <laughs> I uh, in order to do this show, like there's lots of stuff. Like when you're doing a podcast, you have to keep coming up with ideas. Like when, um, in, in the usually we record every two weeks, we record like four shows one night, and then we we put them out over the two weeks. But in that two week period before recording, you have to collect ideas of like things to talk about, or things that catch your eye, or things that seem interesting. And so I email myself, and I have this folder in my e- my Yahoo email account where I collect ideas, and then later. Go through the list of ideas and, and whack those up and figure out what's going to
2: make good topics. But see what, what sticks. Yeah. Sorry. What what percentage of that is uh, ironic photos of cats in clothing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't that stuff doesn't work as well on the radio? I feel.
2: Unlock <laughs> another one.
0: Oh. All of our lolcats topics haven't made it to the show, but every once in a while I look through the email and I go, "What the fuck was that?" Just because I have no idea how that idea happened or mm. got there. Because what happens is. Coming up with topics is a -a 24-hour-a-day job. And sometimes, during a 24-hour process in a day, I find myself drunk. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, I send myself drunk ideas sometimes. And so, Sober Todd looks in his email and goes, what does that mean? And the other day, (laughs) I found this email in my box. And I couldn't figure out when it came from, but I traced it back to a night when I had a little too much Valentine's whiskey and was Ooh. watching like Mad Men episodes or something, and I just came up with this idea and I emailed myself and I lo- and sober Todd looked at it later, and the email headline, yes, said do it. I, I maybe good advice. Yeah, it, possibly sometimes don't do it is good advice. <laughs> do it, do it. So I opened up the email and the email just said, do it. Speak the truth of the star child. <laughs> what? Do it. That's you.
2: <laughs> so you're fucking getting deep, man. Do you know? Do you even know what that means? Or
0: yeah, yeah, I actually do know what it means. <laughs> but that's it's that's kind of like my interior monologue talking to me, and not like, and so I think it was a call to tell myself to like keep being honest on the show, and maybe speak about deeper things. And like I have this concept of that I developed back in the desert in 1997 when I went to a rave. There was a girl who was one of the most beautiful. People I'd ever met in my life, and I was chemically inven- inconvenienced at the rave. Well, isn't that the
2: idea of going to a rave?
0: Like, I think it wasn't Advil. It was something, <laughs> and I oh. labeled in my head like that she was the star child, and whether that means somebody that George Clinton was talking about at the end of 2001, a space odyssey, but this was her, and I said, speak the truth to the star child, and to me that means something in some weird way... I ran into the star child fifteen years later at a wedding. Oh, I didn't tell uh-huh. her that I labeled her star child, but she didn't look as good in, uh, as she did in '97. But as a memory, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Fuck it. some guy was Bikes. peeling out in Lakewood. But um, so <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're collecting your own ideas. Some of them, you're like, "What the fuck?" Speak the truth to the star child. What does that mean? But I'm gonna try to speak the truth to the star child on on maybe on this show just to.
2: Be honest. As long as you keep it on the show and you're not uh, doing this late at night on Facebook where everyone can actually see what you're doing.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what happens. Whenever I put on a good drink, I always think to myself, okay, I got kind of buzzed last night. I prayed to God I didn't write anything weird on Facebook. And usually I'm pretty good at keeping off the Facebook when I get too drunk. Like, there should be a uh, breathalyzer <laughs> on my laptop for whenever <laughs> I, I feel like posting something because you, you know, I'm like, oh, you just. You just blew a .16. There is no reason for you to be posting on Facebook right now.
1: No pictures at this point, no. You,
0: have you guys ever done that, posted something drunk on Facebook and thought that uh, that was a dumb idea?
1: No.
2: Quite uh, a bit, quite a bit. I did uh, I did a few where I'd get like, uh, it was just me, bored at home, had a few too many drinks, watched some movie, and the next day I wake up and I'm like, that's not even a sentence. <laughs> 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 Rick Santorum. <laughs>
0: So, okay, before we get into today's topic, uh, I got a listener email the other day, and it was pretty good. So, uh, Elliot, uh,
2: there you go. Go for it. Re- All right. Here we go. Uh, this starts out with putting you on blast fool as the topic line. Ooh, very Shit. nice. I, 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 nothing more enticing for an email subject line to open it up. Foo. Fool. No, fully spelled.
0: Foo. Sorry.
2: Todd. Yes. Fool. First time, long time. Oh, it's good. I found it particularly interesting that when that lovely black woman asked you what podcast you listen to, you yes. seemed to mention every podcast under the sun mm. except for Brian Whitman's podcast. Well,
0: we we did a listener mail uh, show. Uh, probably, I think the last show we did with listener mail, and then we, we talked about the different shows we listened to.
2: Yes. You went
1: out of your way. Not to say.
2: Well, okay. That's what it sounds like.
1: All right, continue. It's, really.
2: I mean, you were recently a guest on... BDW's podcast, so I doubt you forgot about him. Oh, Brian, Brian David Whitman, yes. In the infamous words of John Salwin, what the dildo? What the dildo? P.S. I gotta give your bald-ass credit for assembling a dream team of podcasters. I mean, damn. Buck and Mark on the same show? That's as ridiculous as LeBron and D. Wade on the same team. Good oh. job, you evil mastermind. Yes. yes. So he 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 said that uh, amongst the podcasts I listened to, I didn't mention
0: uh, Brian David Whitman's show. And uh, Brian David Whitman, not only great podcaster, uh, great broadcasting guy. I was on his 12th podcast of Christmas. I think I was on the 12th one. Um, yes, I do listen to Brian Whitman's stuff. Um, I listened to one of his recent shows. He had Jerry Wachowski on there, who's been on this show. And uh, I saw Jerry the other day having sushi in Lakewood. I was like, what's up? What's up, Jerry? And um, Jerry and I hung out a little bit, but um, yes, I do listen to Brian David Whitman. So uh, yes, i i and I am a big fan, and I consider Brian a friend. I, uh, Brian, Brian's a good guy. So yes, I'm sorry I did not mention that.
1: Clear the air,
2: just to clear the air. Yes. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, is that it? Is that it in the email? Uh, let me let me give you his name. It's uh, I'm going to say Jesus because uh, that's the way I swing with that. Jesus, oh, you can call me Chewy or Jesse Navarro. Of the East Side Navarro's
0: and I wonder if that's East side Long Beach or just East Side LA or you know East Side of LA bro. The funny thing is the East Side and Long Beach is actually the west side. But all the rappers always say like coming from the east side and there's like a twenty one jump street song uh, where the guy's like, hi, my name is Todd, and I'm from the east side, but I'm not really from the east side. And now I was like, oh, that's kind of like me, right? That's me. <laughs> it's like this white guy. But the east side Long Beach is actually the west side, and all the rappers, like Snoop Dogg says, come from the east side. But that's actually the the west side.
2: Yeah, the east side's mostly uh, suburbia, white, kind of elderly people. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> where we're recording from right now Right outside of Eastside Long Beach Yes.
3: <laughs> Sounds like this nigga's brown nosing But anyway, we're gonna move on We're gonna take another call Call my dick's in your mouth You wanna say what? Uh, hi, okay My name is Todd and I live, like, you know, like, like, almost by the east side, but not really in the east side. And I just don't really understand it, man. I mean, like, I love everybody, man, you know? And I, like, drive through there, and they, like, you know... You know you know how those black guys, you know, with the pants hanging on down I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, stupid Dog rules, man But, you know, it's it's like I just don't understand why they would, like, you know, want to beat me up, you know But, you know, I just want to say I like the song, man And, and I give it the big powwow Alright, that's cool, that's cool, I feel you, if you can get with it there Ain't nothing but a G thing <laughs> Right here on the station that plays only platinum hits 187.4 FM on your down
0: so uh, at my job, I, I work next to a guy who is—he's uh, a lot younger than me. And uh, you know, you know, you have the guys that you sit next to at work or hang out with. And I love this guy. This guy's one of the uh, nicest guys in the world. And we go out to lunch together. And he's—he's he's like a 25-year-old University of Southern California frat kid who now works at my job. Is he a jock? Uh, yeah, he's kind of a jock guy. Like some pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a really nice guy, but the funny thing is, like, I'm I'm I turn 35 in a couple of days, so my whole experience with fraternities and sororities and this whole lifestyle is something that I kind of look back on as kind of a goofy thing from my college days, and it was something that um, when I was of that age, it was something that like kind of the preppy kids were into, and like as like a punk rock 20 year old kid, like th- those were like our enemies, like frat and sorority people. We're like they were like the uh, preppy kids that nobody wanted to be like because we you know it just wasn't cool to be. Right? They were the one percent. Yeah, they were the one percent, and we were like the working class shit kicking kids in college that were right. like fuck the frat kids, you know.
1: But I have I, I really felt that vibe at community college. That I went to. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very blatant yes.
0: You know, the fraternities and sororities at community college in uh, Torrance, California, were not uh, the most exciting wow. thing to be a part of the You're greek system dissonant the greek Gardena people but <laughs> el Camino. so but the funny thing is now that i'm older like i just think it's goofy that i was like a punk rock kid's like fuck the frat people and stuff so he tells me about his but frat wait
1: yeah, i'm sorry your other half wasn't a sorority wasn't she yes she was and you at, went you, at
0: the university of southern california, southern california.
1: <laughs> and he went to many functions didn't you yes and look at this guy see I'm peeling away the onion right now. Look at this.
0: I have a lot of bad photos of me like at fraternity and sorority parties wearing because they'd always have like a dress thing where it'd be like, it's Hawaiian party. And I'd be like sitting there and all these photos looking pissed off with like dyed black hair. It's like a punk rock kid being like, I can't believe I'm at a USC frat party with all like these rich kids, you know? But, uh, and so when I first met my wife, I was like, I would never be a part of a frat, you know, a fraternity. Like that's, you know, that's just, you know it's 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 disgusting to me the the way they talk about women and uh their dumb games and like i was really against this stuff the first party that she ever came to that was a party with me and my friends she walks in the door we're at some like shitty house in long beach like getting down she walks right in and one of my good buddies is doing a keg stand and he's like got his hands on the keg he's being propped up and taking drinks and was like drink 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 Sure. and she turns to me and she goes and how is this different from the fraternity parties? And I was like, touche, well played, sorority girl. And I ended up marrying her. But I, I, I work next to this frat guy, and he's always telling me these uh, drinking stories and stuff. And now that I'm like 35, I'm like, oh, it sounds great. And um, he told me, he's like, Todd, have you ever been a grand wizard? And I'm thinking KKK
2: immediately I I don't think I've ever heard that term other than KKK or maybe Dungeons and Dragons
0: right but he's like hey you know what when I was in my frat at USC uh, we used to have this game where you would become the Grand Wizard now I'm just laughing like I'm like oh okay you gotta tell me how to become a Grand Wizard because what you have to do is you have to drink um, as many beers as your age in one day right and most of the times these are guys who are like 21 or 19 or something. So you drink 19 beers. And then once you get to the point where you reach that amount of beers, you have accumulated your staff. And you tape the beers together. So you now you have, you have your wizards. This is what people do. Wizard staff. Yeah, I know this game. It's wizard staffing. That's awesome. what he calls And that to me sounds like if someone said, are you engaging in wizard staffing? Sounds to me like weird sex. Yeah. Right? He's, like, it. he's like... Dude, I, you know, your wizard staff, and then once you get your staff of your natty ices that are stacked to your age, you can then point to anybody, and they will drink. You ha- They have to drink once you point to them. Once you have your wizard staff, you can be like... That's the power. That's yeah. the power of the wizard. He's like, bro, you need to drink. And all this, wow. I was like, oh my God, this is just this the does, greatest shit of all time. This does sound fun, yeah. <laughs> right, and as I dig in for another harp. so, um, And so I, f- I thought it would be funny if we went down some of the lists of the... Uh, Cooler, I don't know, cool, because it's, it's it's frat stuff. It's like, you know, whatever. But if we went down the list of some of the cooler fraternity drinking games that are out there and maybe, um, you know, broke them down and see what the story is. So you, the far out listener at your next frat party or anti-frat party, if you're a bunch of punk rockers who want to get a good buzz going anyway, um, you tell us what's up. So
2: Elliot has a list here. Let's hear it. All right. We're going to start off with Buffalo Club. And this is the simplest game of them all because there's only one rule. Hmm. You may not hold an alcoholic drink in your right hand. Got it? It's easy enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easy enough. Simple, right? Yeah. All right, so everybody put your beer. We've got a bunch of beers here. Everybody put your beer in your left hand. Now,
0: for the rest of the remainder of the day, if I see you with a beer. Now, I'm, I'm very bad with my right or left, by the way. I have to look down. If you are bad with your right or left hand, to the audience, look down at your hands. Don't look at the palms. Look at the other side. Look at them. And uh, if it makes a left, an L, if you put your hands out and it makes an L, that's your left hand. This is how I learned. But at 15, <coughs> I couldn't tell right from left. My, someone told me it makes a left. Uh, uh, it makes I'm an sorry, L with 15? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know my right from my left. <laughs> Do you still have
2: Velcro shoes what at that age? What the fuck was
1: going on with Mr. Perry? Yeah. I just
0: didn't know. I didn't know what makes a, a right or left. crickets. <laughs> and then when I got older, and then people were like, you know, you start driving, you like make a left, and you know like, that that's the more treacherous turn versus I wore, the right, which is...
1: I think I wore my shoes backwards for a little while, but that was seriously first grade. That yeah? Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't first grade of high school. That right? Was, was
0: <laughs> I used to have some galoshes that said good <laughs> on one side and grief on the other. Like Charlie Brown galoshes. Sure, sure, sure. So if it said grief good. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was wrong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I must have been good. It was the 80s. They should have had the Gordon Gecko galoshes that said greed good or uh. good greed. You know, you would you would have gone the other way. So uh, Ellie, so we have Buffalo Club. So what happens if you're caught with a drink in your right hand playing Buffalo Club? Do you, do you get to like mount the woman? Like, uh, I will not have sex with you. I caught you with your beer in the wrong hand.
1: Oh. It's
2: not that kind of frat parties. Damn yeah. it. And there's also no woman in here, Todd, so... I was
1: going to say, most of these games are just dudes kicking it and, right. you know, chilling. It's not, not a bunch of chicks.
2: All right, so here's how it breaks down. If someone calls Buffalo Club mm-hmm. out loud when you're holding a drink in your right hand, you must drink the entire contents of your beer slash cup. no, yeah. If you right. accidentally drink it with your right hand when Buffalo Club is called on you, you must drink an additional drink. This... Does not apply to handles of hard alcohol. Oh, so if you're wait, so if you're pouring with if you got a handle of alcohol,
0: that would be bad because you would have alcohol poisoning. Like if you had like a a big fifth of you know Lt. Gray liquor, then that would be bad. Uh, Someone once told me, by the way, that if you're drinking and you're not sure what you're buying in the store, the animal. On the cover of the uh, bottle of hard alcohol is equivalent to just how treacherous. It You're is gonna a drink, be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if if it's called El Tigre and there's a snarling tiger, watch out. That's gonna get your ass. You're gonna wind up with alcohol
2: poisoning. You know, or if there's like a giant uh, fifteen point stag on the Jaeger, yes, watch <laughs> your ass. What if
0: there's a nice calm animal? If it's called like you know, LaDuck. Duck, La Duck, or <laughs> Bunny Gin, go for it.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of. Deer hunter, oh, I like that. Like deer
0: hunter. Like the the um yeah. the the <laughs> deer hunter has a uh, deer hunter is the, the the movie the 1980 movie where uh, Christopher Walken winds up getting to Russian roulette because he loses his mind during Nam and there's a Vietnamese guy that's uh, forcing him to put a gun to his head and it's like Mao and then like him <laughs>
3: <"Dee> Mao <laughs> <"Dee> Mao Mao
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate drinking game by the way the little Russian roulette. <laughs> well, this ain't far behind. So. This one, this one actually sounds fun. I actually kind of like this one. So, you get a box, you get a beer for everyone in the room. Okay. One beer, you shake the shit out of. Okay. So this it,
0: this works works well with cans.
2: Yeah. This is yeah. This is a canned one. Okay. Uh, shake the shit out of it. Put it in. Mix it up. Everyone opens. Everyone grabs their beer. Leans their face into the beer. Right. Pops the top. Okay. There you go. Loser. Is the person who's out and they can't drink anymore for the rest of the night. So
0: you lose if it if it
2: shoots up in your face, like you get you get a facial off the beer. Yep, and you can't drink if you get high. That's
1: dead. the drinking game. You can't drink.
2: You cannot lo- You can no longer drink. That's fucked
0: up. Yeah, then you become the designated driver that smells yeah. like face beer. <laughs> All right,
2: we got anything else in on that list there? Oh, yeah. Um, Mad Dog Hands. Anyone want to guess on that?
0: Well, I'm assuming wow. it's something like Edward Forty Hands, which we've talked about on the show before, which is a drinking game where. You have to tape 40s to your hands, and you're not allowed to uh, get your phone. You're not allowed to touch people. You just, you're just you not allowed to free yourself from the uh, tentacles of malt liquor until you've drank both 40s that are taped to both hands. You and
1: can, You can't even take a leak, right?
2: No. You can if you can figure it out. You have to leak
0: on
1: yourself. And you
2: figured this out? I have not played Edward 40 hands yet, so no, okay. I haven't had All to... Right. T-
0: I had Todd wing hands earlier today where I I had had a bunch of chicken wings watching football today. Recounting the story yet again. Yes. Well, no, when, when Buck and Elliot verse showed up to my house today, they, they came to the door. My wife answers the door and I'm in the bathroom and I hear this and they both come in and my wife goes, Todd's in the bathroom. And I was basically, um, relieving myself of like all the hot wings I ate today, which I was doubled over in pain. Yes. Just trying to get to the show. But, um, I had wing hands, which meant that I had, uh, ate some of the, like, blazing hot wings, which have, like, uh, a lot of habanero or whatever in them, right. and you don't want to rub your eyes. Oh, no. Right? And so, I thought when I went to the bathroom, I go, I really got to scrub my hands before I hit the urinal, because I don't want habanero touching the wing, because Unless that's what you're into. No, no, that I'm not trying to have some weird sexual fetish go off Moody. at the Buffalo Wild Wings and Cerritos. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, I should definitely wash my hands because any man knows that it's fallen victim to the good old shampoo in the dick hole. That <laughs> that's one of the worst experiences. And I was like habanero in I the fucking, dick hole. I fucking winced when you
1: said that. <laughs> I know.
0: Even though habanero in the dick hole might feel like a nice night with Hike, it's probably not something I want to experience in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings bathroom. But there you go. So you had, you had a drinking game here? Or? Wait,
2: wait, let me, uh, let me comment on that. That would also be the ultimate revenge on your date if afterwards, Ooh. yeah. I was with Todd Perry, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> One word, spicy.
0: I don't know why, but I had sex with Todd and I got massive diarrhea.
2: <laughs> and uh, let me read the actual copy on Mad Dog's hand, uh easily on being a dick to women.
0: But what if it was anal sex and you had, it would, she'd feel just like you you did after the hot wings, I feel. It's, that's a shared experience. It's mutual. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's benefiting. <laughs> Everyone ate wings that night. Everyone's benefiting.
2: So let me read some of this uh, creepy copy from whoever wrote this. Uh, Mad Dog's Hands. The advantage of Mad Dog 2020 over the 40 ounce is girls not familiar with the realm of bum wine will probably think it's good old Morgan David tastes like those fruity Bartlett's and James drinks of wine coolers? No, it's not. Yeah, That's no, nasty. no. I have a bad history with Bartles and James. By the
0: way, if anybody heard the old DC 101 on one stuff from Low Budget FM, but anyway,
2: it has four times the alcohol of those drinks. That's a Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Yep. Wow. You guys have have you had a Mad Dog yet? No, I haven't. Well, I, I refer to Mad Dog Twenty
0: Twenty as the official drink of 9/11 <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm not making light of what happened on that historic day. But of course. But there was a party at my house. I've told the story before, but there was a party at my house the night before nine eleven, and I uh, had a bunch of the old people I used to work with at Sears over. And one, this uh, my my homie, a six year old Hawaiian guy who used to blow a lot of crack, named a uh, Chemo. Chemo, yeah, he was cool. You remember Chemo, right? I met him that one time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Chemo. Kimo. Chemo's dope. Chemo loved to to smoke crack, and Chemo came over to my house, <laughs> and he, he his his. What he brought to the party, everybody brings like their own drinks. Chemo brought a couple of Mad Dog 2020s. Nobody touched that shit. And so the next day during 9 11, my buddy Drunk C and I watched all the footage of 9 11, just dumbfounded, staring at the TV and Ted Koppel and Peter Jennings and just, oh my God, couldn't believe what was happening. And Drunk C was so stressed. He drank two bottles of Mad Dog 2020 while watching Ooh, <laughs> while guy, watching the yeah. proceedings. So, whenever I see or smell Mad Dog 2020, I think of uh, drunk 9-11 and Drunk, drunk sea. Yeah, Drunk
1: sea.
2: Yeah, I got to say, uh, if you've never tasted it, it's interesting because it's a mix of what you would imagine paint thinner and sugar. Mm, lots mm. of sugar lots of sugar it's a very painfully sweet drink it's right on my alley yes yeah, that, that is not enjoyably sweet and
0: wow. the color of it is kind of like a coolant that you put in your car
1: oh yeah it's <laughs> like, like a radiator coolant.
2: yeah it's it's a neon color it's yeah. something unique if you're, yes.
1: if you're overheating just put the mad dog in there yeah you need to be <laughs> you seem kind of hot
0: <laughs> after a nice long jog i like to come home have a little coolant they <laughs> should have that as <laughs> Go, one of the yeah. flavors of mad dog 2020 it's like Coolant flavor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Antifreeze. Yeah, Ooh. Go.
0: Anything else in there in terms of drinking games? That was our drinking games. Well, we're not quite done here. There's a couple. If we could just breeze through it because we don't have that much time. There uh, there are a couple also, if you, the listener, maybe you're part of a frat, you're not part of a frat, maybe you just want to have your own frat party, maybe you want to do the punk rock version of making fun of frat kids, frat party. Uh, we have just a couple hazing rituals just in case you want to haze somebody to bring them into the fold, that we also have on this list. And again, um,
1: none of us have ever been hazed, right?
0: No, damn, no. I, I mean, I've been. I mean, the What's thing it? is, whether you're part of a frat or not part of a frat, I would have felt better if I was hazed. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah. Are, are you sure? Well, let's get through some of this list before you start saying that. Well, Anybody
1: mean, have a battle? It means, it means you're part of a club now. You're cool.
2: Well, let mm. me start off with this one. But
0: you know what? Regardless, it's like that's it's the becoming a man ritual that people will do regardless. Like, I got my ass hazed boozing with my friends without the need of any kind of Greek organization. Like, I once got hit up. Um, I once drank so much uh, Everclear. My buddy Drunk C bought some Everclear one night. We had a party. (laughs) Again, Drunk C, yes. I want to have him on the show. No one has met a man quite like Drunk C. The guy is an enigma. Drunk C rolled up to a party. He said, he's like, hey, man, I just got back from Arizona. I got some Everclear. And it was like 180 proof Everclear. We know what it is. And I'm like, I can drink that. And so what we do is we drink Everclear and do what I learned in karate or yoga is called the horse stance, where the horse stance is you stand up and then you bend the knees a bit and you have to stand there until you feel the burn in your thighs. We take shots of Everclear and then stand in the horse stance, like 21, Okay. and then I drank so much Everclear that I went to the bathroom to start upchucking and then all my friends, four friends, one Sharpie. And then they went to town, um, and they took my shirt off, and then just started melvining me. Like, I held the toilet to puke, <laughs> and they started lifting my underwear. These are friends. And they lifted me by the underwear and just started... I uh, Kind of like, if you picture me... Picture this. Uh, my face to. in a toilet. Yeah. Somebody grabbing my underwear from behind and lifting my buttock up with no shirt on. It's good. Pumping me up and down like an oil well. <laughs> until eventually, <laughs> the... I'm sorry, no shirt on? No shirt. They, they took my shirt off. Okay. And it lifted me until the elastic on the underwear was separated from my underwear. Oh. So now the elastic goes up to about your armpits <laughs> and is around your chest. <laughs> Like, almost like you had like something you would stick your iPod into. Uh, was drunksy a part of this? Yes. Of course he was, <laughs> he was part taking, of it. Was part. And so they did that and then they hit me up with a Sharpie and like would circle my nipples and say milk me here and drove penises all over my body. And then I woke up the next day in somebody's bed. It wasn't a sexual conquest. It was just like let's put the drunk away. And I had this feeling my underwear wasn't attached to me in the same confident way it normally is. Again. I'm sorry. And then I went to church. <laughs>
2: Did you confess? No.
0: And then, then, then the next day, the problem is after you get hit up with the Sharpie all over your body, people draw dicks on your chest. Is you you <clears throat> ivory soap doesn't take care of that. No. You need like lava soap. You need to like lava in a loofah sponge. You gotta lava that shame off, man. And it takes a week. <laughs> And you just hope to yourself, I hope I'm not in a car accident and I die, and the markings that the detectives find are dicks.
1: Were there any identifying marks, Mrs. Perry?
2: There was a picture
0: of a (laughs) six-inch cock on his back, a seven-inch cock on his nipple, and uh, down his happy trail, there was a picture of the burning bush.
3: That's my Todd! Oh, oh my God. What the fuck happened to him? Oh, no. All
0: right, so do do we have one? Just maybe maybe two good uh, hazing rituals you happen to have in there.
2: Okay, let me run down. Uh, let me run down what I think is probably the best hazing ritual of all time because it makes no goddamn sense to me. Yeah, it's a game called Cocaine or Dildo, your choice. Wait, 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 real slow. Cocaine or Dildo, your mm. choice.
0: Mm. I think
2: I know which way I'm going on that one. And uh, apparently, this is a uh, less shameful because it's girls. They get to choose uh, using a dildo on themselves in front of the other girls, or this is. A choice cocaine. Oh, yeah, only in chick world. What the fuck is this? <laughs>
0: what the fuck? They're on another level now. Buck, if you were forced, <laughs> 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 oh well, if you're forced, if someone uh, had the 12 inch realistic blackmail I, dildo, like okay, like do I have a lot of time to think because this is what
1: I need? I need uh, to think.
0: I'll you're you're sitting thing. down, and it's like to say the big bright lights on you, right. it's like you're being um, interrogated, sure, and there's a, a very large dildo or there's a nice little fluffy line about, yeah, let's say maybe five inches of some good Peruvian marching powder. And there's a, there's there are 12 really bitchy-looking women looking at you going, all right, Buck, if you want to really join Alpha Kyle, maybe <laughs> you have to either do some shit with the 12-inch realistic blackmail or snort this line of cocaine. Sound
1: hot. What would you do? Well, you know, since I've never done cocaine, honestly, I've never done cocaine. Oh. It's, it's, it's a point of pride with me a, yeah I've, not, I've never done uh, it. living in los angeles a lot of people are the other way you know so i just never pride. had the money
0: I, you know? even though sherlock holmes did it um nah. I th- no i think that was uh no nah. sigmund freud no it's holmes holmes did some blow Holmes. oh man a lot of holmes you, have done you blow, gotta but... read
1: some conan doyle man no i didn't know that but anyway um sure why not i'm, I'm not gonna say <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna go
0: right. yeah. yes okay you yeah. would probably I'd most probably like, have like, to go for the uh the, the white stuff. Yes. Here, here's what I'm saying. I'm going to do the coke and then I'm going to hit all the bitches with the dildo. Like, <laughs> like really I i You on made me is. do this. <laughs> 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 and then and then just run around uh half naked like a drunk sea we used to play a game <laughs> called Freedom Warrior where we get drunk sea <laughs> drunk and then we'd we'd take bed sheets and we'd um we'd we'd dress him up like a toga warrior. <laughs> and then we'd say we'd say a A A C um, could you get something out of my car? And drunk C would be he would have the he's a Hawaiian. And he would have the bed sheets over like over his groin, and then pulled over him like kind of like a baby diaper, and then it sure. would go around him like a toga. I'm picturing this, yeah. Right, and then we'd say, "Could you get some out of my car?" He'd go, "All right, what do you need?" <laughs> and be like, hey, "Yeah, I got like a lighter in my car or something." So drunk, so he would go outside, and then we'd lock the door, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be standing out on the mean streets of Torrance. How many times do you fall for this? He'd be like, hey man, just once. (laughs) Weekly? (laughs) weekly. Once
1: Once a a week? What happened?
0: We'd always get him into the um, freedom warrior attire, but we could never quite lock him out of the house again. So we'd be like, go fight for freedom, see? (laughs) hey man, could you let me in the the house? No dice. (laughs) Do the freedom warrior dance. Do the freedom warrior dance. Shake your hips like an African warrior. (laughs) So this was like a, you guys were... Like a frat. Yeah, we were like you're, a frat, although we being,
1: didn't... You're being mean to someone, you're excluding them. That's what frats do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we call ourselves the uh, um, Alpha and Omega or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'd like to thank Buck Perez for being on the Far Out Podcast today. Hey, thank you. I'd like to thank Ellie Dagan for being on the Far Out Podcast. Today. Thank you. My name is Todd Perry, and have a blessed day.